Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day and that your February is continuing in the theme of love. And with that theme, you are in for such a treat today because we have like a living legend in romance on today. So I'm so excited for you to meet her because she's also one of the sweetest humans ever. So you will love getting to meet her. It's Christine Feehan. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) And if you haven't read her yet, you are in for such a treat because she has like over 80 books that you can binge read. And they're also in audio books. So you can listen if you're an audio book junkie like me. Um, (laughs) But if you haven't read her yet, I'll read her bio here so you can kind of get to know her. Christine Feehan is a number one New York Times bestselling author with 83 published works in seven different series, the Dark Series, Ghostwalker Series, Leopard Series, Drake Sisters Series, Sea Haven Series, Shadow Series, and Torpedo Inc. Series. All seven of her series have hit the number one spot on the New York Times bestseller list. See, I told you, living legend. Um, Judgment Road is the first book in her newest series, Torpedo Inc. It debuted at number one on the New York Times bestseller list. And she has a new book out tomorrow, so I can't wait to ask her all about it. USA Today has called her the queen of paranormal romance, and I already spoiled that it's Christine Feehan. I did put a link to her website right there on Blog Talk, so if you're listening live or if you're listening later, You can click that and go get all the lowdown on all these books. Her website is fantastic, so it's really easy to find everything. So definitely go give it a read. And without any further delay, Christine, are you there? I am here, Lisa. I do want to say we are having a horrendous storm here with winds that sometimes hit 60 miles an hour. And it can knock out our electricity and all of our (laughs) Internet and phone service. So if that happens, I didn't just hang up on everybody. (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. I know that California has been having wild weather. I'm from San Diego, and it's usually so dry there. And my dad is still there and all my friends, and they've been sending me pictures. I'm like, what is even happening? You're having the same thing in Northern California, right? Absolutely. And I have um, a lot of trees here. I live out uh, out away from I'm in a very rural area Mm -hmm. and um, the last storm which was just a couple weeks ago we lost so many trees they all came down and and they what happens is some of them fall on the other trees and so they're just hanging there and you have to get them down because if you're walking those trails or your animals I, I have dogs and I take those dogs for walks um, it's very dangerous. You have to get them down. So we just got all of the trees down. Oh, my gosh. The storm has come, and I've already lost some more trees. It's crazy. Wow. And I have another friend in Northern California that a tree actually fell on her neighbor's house. Luckily, everyone was okay. But because it was that street, it took out all the power on their street for like five or six days before they could get the telephone pole up and running again. So it has been wild. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just been crazy. Uh, one of my friends, she has a, she had a tiny house, which she used as a guest house, and the wind, wind literally blew it on its side. It looked like a scene from A Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Were there witch shoes poking out? <laughs> I, I think she should have put some under it and then taken a picture and put it on the internet. <laughs> yes, yes, her Instagram. <laughs> Well, I'm so excited because you have a new book out tomorrow, Leopard's Hunt. Do you want to tell everybody all about it? I I really love this book. I loved the couple so much, and it was very interesting. Um, he is a member of the Amarov family from Russia, Gorya, and um, he he always was in the background. I've written several books with um, his family. And he was always this man who kind of didn't talk much, but he was always kind of nice to everybody when nobody else in his family really was that nice. And I always wondered um, about him. I kept thinking, why aren't you talking to me? Because when I write a story, they they have to tell me their story. The characters do. And the book before this one, all of a sudden, these two people came out of nowhere that had nothing to do, uh, it didn't look like, with any of the other books. And I loved their story. I thought their story was a beautiful love story. But I kept thinking, why are they here instead of him, instead of this, uh, the hero in this story? Mm-hmm. And then when I went to uh, get to the end of their story, I realized, Oh, that's why, because they're very <laughs> prominent in his story. And it's funny how that happens. I don't, sometimes I'm writing something and I don't know where the thing is going, which is why I love writing. I love right. reading. I am such a reader. I'm always looking for new authors. I'm always, um, you know, going and, and exploring, how, you know, these independent authors that I I've never heard of before I like to find somebody new and especially if they have quite a few books that right. I can read. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so it's the same when I write a story. It's like that has to be this adventure that I don't know all the answers to. I don't know where the book is going to take me. And this story was about two very 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 broken people. And I think what I loved about it is it it made me feel like <clears throat> the things I believe in, which is family, and it doesn't have to be blood family, but family that you pull together, strength of character, you can overcome so many horrible things in your life, and all of us have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I write a book, and it and it's paranormal. I'm setting it in a in a different environment, but I'm writing about the things that all of us have to face. And I'm hoping that I can give hope to people that really need it at that time when they read the story. They can feel the okay, if they can overcome these odds, I can overcome those odds too. And this was one of those stories where you have these two people who are so broken and feel like they have no nowhere to go, and then and then they end up being thrown together, and they have to make they have to make a choice: Are we going to do it, 
or at least try, or are we just going to throw it all away? Right. They're throwing their life away, really. And so I, I loved the beauty of their characters, how strong they were and how determined they were and how they ended up um, respecting each other and finding a way to uh, mend what was broken. I love that. And I wanted to ask, too, for people who haven't read the Leopard series before, can they jump in on this book, or should they go back to the beginning? I always try to write a book that's standalone in any series with enough of um, backstory that people can figure out what's going on. And so they shouldn't have to, hopefully they want to later. Right, right. They shouldn't have to read every single book. I mean, my Carpathian series has something like, I don't know, 38 books in it or something. I don't (laughs) expect people to go start at book one and read all the way through. So I try with each book to give enough information that it's going to be um, standalone. Each story is standalone. It's one couple, and it's their romance, and it's their journey. So hopefully um, anybody who reads it can understand what's going on. This is the one book that has a lot of other characters from other stories, but Mm -hmm. again, I put enough of a backstory hopefully in it that people can see what's happening. Keep track. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for people who haven't read your Leopard series before, a lot of times with shifters, there's like faded mates and all that kind of thing. Do your leopards live by that system, or did they just happen to meet each other and fall in love? How how does it work in your world? In in the and I started this so many years ago, and it was kind <laughs> of an experiment. At that time, erotica wasn't in, mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted to write a book that sort of edged erotica. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, well, leopards, you know, I'd, I, and, and that was the other thing. I was always so interested in large cats, and I'd done so much research on them. And I kind of wanted to combine that research with uh, the human aspect and see if I could actually give people, humans, the characteristics of a cat. Because right. a lot of times you read a book and it's supposed to be where they're shifters, mm-hmm. but you can't, other than them telling you, oh, they're a werewolf or they're wolf or they're this or they're that, you can't really tell that they are. Right. They can walk among us. Right. And so I really wanted these shifters to be, um, have all those bad and good traits of the animal that's in them. So, um, yes, they have to find their one person. And and in mine, they come back, you know, because cat has nine lives, right? So they can recognize the person some of the time because they've been with them before. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's cool. And But sometimes they're on their first life cycle, so then they don't, and that presents complications. But in each book, I try to find... Um, things that we as humans have to face every day and they can be something, you know, we all have demons that we have to fight, whatever they are. 
Mm-hmm. And I try to incorporate those in the books. So some people will read it just as an enjoyable read because they like shape-shifting and they think it's great. Other people will read it because they're seeing that underlying, you know, story of hope, I hope. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I, I'm That's always trying to, yeah, I really feel like like all of us have, no matter what type of personality we have, we have things that we give to other people. And um, I want to show the strength in each type of personality. I mean, some of us are just like, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to kick butt. And others are so quiet about it, but they have that hidden strength that people don't always recognize. And I like to show those, especially in my leopard series, because um, they, they're up against tremendous odds, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I got really involved in the whole human trafficking thing way back years and years ago before anybody even realized human trafficking was going on. And um, I started writing books about it because I told them I would. And um, the more I did research and the more people sent me things, the more awful and widespread I could see that it was. And so I began using that as a backdrop for a lot of my books. And that definitely happens in the Leopard series. And will there be more books in this series? I certainly hope so. I plan them. I've got them planned out. Um, Our big problem right now is mass market is disappearing. I mean, that's the truth. And and so most authors who uh, have books that come out in mass market they either have to only have ebooks or they have to um, get their publishers to publish them in trade, which is very difficult to do. Um, there's a certain criteria for the books that are in trade. And I have several series, and Leopard Series is one of them, Torpedo Inc. is one of them, and um, my assassin books are, you know, uh, the Shadow Writers are. I publish only in mass market and ebook. I don't publish in any other form. Mm-hmm. And, um, because that is, you know, they're they're phasing out mass right. market. Right. People aren't buying them. Um, then the books that you publish in mass market, it's like, what do you do? You know, you're not exactly. You know, I. I, every year, have had to downsize, 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 you know, because of right, that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I have employees that I have to pay, and I don't want to take their living away from them. So it's very, it's been a really hard decision on what to do. I have not, I don't know what to do, but they're not taking the books. Um, that were in mass market the way they did before because right. they just sell. You know? Right. Well, and there's, you know, as shelf space shrinks, there's just not, you know, the room. Right. And and there's also, you know, there's only really one press and there's paper is so much more expensive than it used to be, like hugely right. expensive. And so 
the cost of a mass market is so much more, and people don't want to pay it, which mm-hmm. is understand, but then the author isn't going to make much on an ebook, and you can't mm-hmm. make a living. So if you're only going to do ebooks, you can get in some financial situations, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that you, as an author, all authors, whether they're traditionally published or independently published, it's been a real hard go for everybody. A yes. Real, you know, it's it's on both ends. And um, to me, an author is an author. Somebody who writes a book, whether they're published, they're not published, however they're published, they're a writer. They're like me. Mm-hmm. They in word, they love the stories, and I want them to succeed. It's a hard, hard market out there right now. And right. It's where it's going to go, like none of us know. Right. Right. Well, this kind of dovetails into something that I wanted to ask just because, and if you can't tell us, that's okay. You're allowed to, (laughs) you're allowed to duck this one. But I just wondered about, about, I see Sherilyn Kenyon and Brandon Sanderson. And have you ever thought about doing some kind of special Kickstarter where we, where fans could get, you know, super special Christine Feehan editions and, you know, and, signed things and uh, do you have something like that in the works should we all be trolling I don't, have that. I don't at this point have that in the works although okay not this carpe I have one more book I'm writing right right at this moment called dark hope that is the last I I'm, I had done three tarot books and this mm-hmm. is the fourth one and then the Carpathian book after that starts um, a three-book journey, and I hope to have really special things in that book. I'm, I'm going to negotiate. You know, I'm hoping that my publisher will do what I would like to put oh. really cool things in there for my, for my readers. Now, whether they do or not, I don't know um, if they're going to, but if they don't, then the following two I definitely would try to do on my own. Right. Oh, and then maybe there could be some kind of Kickstarter amazing special right. thing. Yeah. Oh, because okay. I, do, I definitely, I definitely um, have in mind what I want for those three books. That that journey that they go through the Carpathian Mountains and then South America and then you know each of the places that I've been and um, revisit everybody. But I totally have this idea in my head that I want for the books and what's in those books. And so I'm pretty excited about it, and I and I really am hoping that it comes to fruition, you know. Okay, well, I'll send good vibes in that direction. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I usually, like, when I do the tarot cards, because I have tarot cards for each of the places that I've been, and they're exclusive to me. Like, I have some from Italy, um, and then some from Siberia, and... Um, then Delhi's, you know, Algeria, the the cards, and they're beautiful, and um, I, I love them, and then I put them in color books because <laughs> I can't <laughs> help myself. I just love them so much, and um, and then I will ha- I've actually completed the ones already for the book that I'm writing now, and they're gorgeous. They're just really, really gorgeous, um, <laughs> I think, anyway. 
And I have to tell everyone because I, my readers know that I'm also a tarot reader. And so Sheila had hit me up and I know that I have a special Christine Feehan tarot deck coming and I'm going to do record a tarot reading for Christine Feehan readers um, to see how these tarot cards work. And it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. So well, I'm really excited that you're going to that you're going to do that. Um, you know, I I just did it for fun for people. I wanted people to have a really good time with it, and um, I I do when I do a you know every time I have a book coming out, I usually do some sort of a giveaway. I, you can't use the word giveaway now because every scammer from here to hell and back comes right. in and tries to get readers to. Um, go off my page onto their page. And I Mm -hmm. write and tell readers over and over and over, I do not ever ask for a credit card. I I never have you go off my my site. But some people get, you know, I mean, there might be thousands of entries and somebody will inevitably fall for, yeah. And so it's really hard. Like you have to then weigh, is it worth, giving away something when people can be hurt by it, you know. Exactly. It's a yeah. really hard thing. We were just, um, my little manager was in today, and we were talking about that very thing because we're about to put out a mailing and we would have that in the mailing. And so you're thinking, is is this going to hurt people or are they going right. to... You know, I I like to give my readers something back. I have the best readers. I'm so grateful and so humble that they have supported me all these years. I've been so lucky that I have so many great people who will follow me and pick up everything I write, not just one of the series, but all of them. Right. And they are so good about talking to other people and that it just makes me feel very blessed and very humble that people feel that way about my writing. Because I love writing, you know. Yeah. Well, well, and I wanted to mention, too, that I met you, uh, <laughs> feels like a million years ago, but, but when you were, when I fell in love with the Dark series and I was a struggling writer and I had published some short stories and I had written a novel and you had such a vibrant writer group and I felt like I knew you and I reached out and you were so kind and pointed me in the direction of, you know, finding an agent and all that kind of stuff. And you still have a big, strong reader community, don't you, through your website now? I do. Um, I'm Again, I'm very lucky. I put it behind, like you have to sign up for it. It's Mm -hmm. totally free, but the reason I have people sign up for it is I can keep spammers out. We we are very, very good at that, so nobody can get scammed by somebody once they're inside that community. And I have my wall where they can ask me any questions, but then they have all these book discussions walls, and we only have one rule, which is, well, we have a couple, but one of them is you don't say anything anything bad about another author. And I always tell people mm-hmm. they're probably my friend. <laughs> so please right. do not. You can say you 
you don't care for a book, even one of mine, that's okay. But you be polite and respectful about it. You don't, right. you know, and I try to tell people it's okay that everybody has an opinion. It is not okay to be ugly about it. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't want anybody to be personal. Like you don't say, right. oh, I dislike this author because of whatever. Like that's not okay. I mean, all of us are people and we all have feelings and all of us work and have families and have terrible things happen, you know. You right. don't know what's going on in somebody's life. And so I, I try to keep it. And surprisingly, like there's close to 160,000 people in there. Wow. And That's amazing. <laughs> they it's talk grown about from books. the Yahoo group. <laughs> yes, it has. And you know what? They're really respectful with each other. And they will answer each other's questions. Sometimes I can't. I'm writing and I'm really, if, if I'm on a close deadline, I don't get in there like I should. And I've got people who will come back in and they will answer the questions for people when they've been waiting a long time. And I so appreciate that. I I cannot tell you how wonderful I feel my readers are. And I always wish I could do more for them. I can't travel like I used to. And so I don't really get to see people. So I'm trying to think of different ways like this, a podcast mm-hmm. or a um, right, small videos or something where I can connect with people. I'm really looking into other venues where I can have small um, videos, maybe on Zoom or YouTube or something. Right, where I can actually meet with people and talk mm-hmm. to them because I can't. I can't travel like I used to, and I miss right. that. I miss that feedback from readers. Right. Well, and I think that the blessing of the plague was that we all learned how to use Zoom and different kind of web conferencing things, because if you can't travel, you can still take part in conferences and you can chat with people from around the world. And, you know, they have that Zoom webinar thing. Maybe you can have, you know, an invite only reader chat thing and you can do it from your living room <laughs> exactly exactly that's that's what i'm hoping that i will be able to do and i'd like to do it in there's three different formats i think that we've looked at and i'd like to be able to do it in all three so that whoever has the you know like yeah whatever technology and they can, yeah then they can do it but i have to learn them <laughs> i know <laughs> I always warn people, I'm kind of a techno-weenie, but I'm sort of fearless about it, so beware because I will click every button. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, when people tune into my Facebook, and it's Facebook Live, I'm pretty sure they're not tuning in because they find me so fascinating. They're pretty sure I'm going to screw up big time. Like there was one time I'm, I'm talking, and all of a sudden this heavy breathing, like sex breathing, Oh on. no! Really loud. <laughs> oh no! And I'm looking around like, what is that? And people are just dying. <laughs> it's my dog. I <laughs> kid you not. And he's just. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god! This is so bad. <laughs> he was helping you. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then there was one time the girls were trying to block out some light because it was shining across my face, and it's live. I'm talking, 
and they right. fall off the couch together, and they're rolling around on the floor, howling hysterically. <laughs> and I'm trying to like be cool. I'm like, how do other authors do this? Like, there's nothing cool about me. Nothing. <laughs> if people only knew what went on in this house, <laughs> right? Yes, oh I always have to tell people that I only have one flag, and it's my dork flag, and it's always <laughs> yes. some days higher than others. Yes, <laughs> it's definitely that way. I am not the cool kid on the block. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we run out of time, what's next for you? I know, I know, because I. I get in that same boat where you've you have a book coming out but you're actually you know a couple books ahead of it what what are you writing now well um the trail road comes out august 20th um and i'm pretty excited about that book it came out really really cool and i am writing a dark book at the moment um dark hope and um then the next book I will be writing will be a Ghost Walker book. I'm ah, pretty excited yay. about that. I love my Ghost Walkers. So oh, I do too. Those are one of that. my favorites. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I have a lot of different things in the works. Um, I have one of my murder books. We're not supposed to call them murder books, but, you know, <laughs> I, I at some point was going to do a contest, like have people enter, what should we call this series? Because I always refer to it as the murder series. <laughs> It's not really great PR. <laughs> it's my murder book. It's my murder book. Oh, and my kids just die about it. They're like, I don't think anybody else's mother just sits around discussing how to dispose of dead bodies. <laughs> One of my, my daughters said to me, you know, Mom, I'm traumatized. I think you should pay for my therapy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, get over it. All the murdering <laughs> chat. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, I um, I'm, I promised Sheila, she is our mutual friend, that I want to talk to you about when you're not writing, what do you like to do? Because she told me your newest hobby, and I thought, oh, my gosh, what? Um, can you tell us what do you like to do when you're not writing a book? <laughs> well, aside from watching my darling grandchildren who do circus, uh, which is pretty cool, um, I my father always used to tell us, always work on yourself. Never go, oh, I don't care how old I am. I know everything. I can stop working on my bad traits. He always told us you'll turn into a grumpy old person if you do that. So always look at yourself and try to be better, be kinder, be nicer. And then he said, never stop learning something new. No matter how much it scares you, you have to keep learning something new. Keep your mind active. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. I am not the best at technology, but (laughs) I decided that I was going to get a 3D printer and I was going to, um, I have dragons in my Carpathian series, and I have right. different other things. And so I got a hold of these two amazing designers, and um, they are exclusively 
um, getting my dragons ready. But in the meantime, I started printing out, um, like for fundraisers and different things. You know, I went onto a website and I got a commercial license to be able to sell those things although I haven't been selling them right at the moment. I've been testing out different filaments and learning how to use the 3D printer, and then I donate to fundraisers with what I've printed. Wow. (laughs) But that's how I've learned, and I absolutely love it. I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. I ran into all kinds of problems, but I've had to figure them out, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I, after panicking and thinking, oh, my God, I ruined my 3D printer, then I'm like, all right, figure it out. You're smart. And, and so I would do it, and I just love it. And so later I'm going to have my own dragons that I can offer at um, Comic-Con because we have a booth oh, at Comic-Con fun. in San Diego. And yes. then um, at Fian & Co., I'll be able to offer them to um, readers if they want to get them. So and they're wow. exclusive to me. So, so and, you know, I just so love what it. have you made so far? Oh my gosh, what haven't <laughs> I? It's always kid stuff because you know there's so I come from a huge family. Like when we do a family reunion, there can be two hundred to three hundred people there. What? What? Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm one of I'm one of fourteen, and wow. then each of us had tons of kids. And then wow. now they have kids. And so when you go there, there's all these children running around. So I um, wanted my daughter, my granddaughter Zara, to be able to paint the eyes um, on mm-hmm. children's things. So I printed out tons and tons, like frogs and, and small dragons and seahorses and the cutest, I mean, the cutest little things you've ever seen. And then I had her practice. Um, painting the eyes because she is such an artist and she loves doing it. So, um, you know, it's just a learning process for all of us, but it's been fun. And like my, uh, one of my grandsons is autistic and he was giving this amazing report on frogs, but he, he knew everything. He told me everything, but he didn't put it all together for his teacher and he felt really guilty about it. And I said, okay, I will make you some frogs in the colors that you want me to make them. So when you finish your report and you're ready to hand it in, tell me and I'll make these frogs for you. He had it the next day. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the thing. And, you know, he picked out the filaments, the colors that he wanted so that he could take the frogs in to show his class, you know. it, It was just amazing. And that's the kind of thing that I I think you don't realize can can be so helpful. Yeah, and it, when you are 3D printing, I I've never watched a 3D printer except online, but can you watch your thing become real? How oh, yeah. how cool is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it has um uh I have, you know, it's a a studio, so it has a camera mm-hmm. that I can look at on my computer and watch it all being done if if I don't want to get up and go see what's happening in the actual 3D printer. Right. I can wow. just check on it for wherever I am in the house. Wow, and how long does it take to make a frog? The frogs are pretty fast. Saying that, it's 
probably, depending upon the intricacy of it, it might be from an hour and a half to three hours. A dragon is going to be 8, 11, 17, and my epic dragon is a three-day print. Wow. It prints for three days? Well, you print like the body, then you print the head, then you print each of the wings, and then the tail. And then they all snap together. Oh my gosh! Wow, I'm just I'm I'm over here with my jaw hanging. That's amazing. <laughs> well, it's I you know it's just something. Uh, most of my family all learns languages, mm-hmm. and I'm not good at it. I can read in a different language, but I can't speak it because I just don't have the ear for the accents, which mm-hmm. really is annoying. When all of them, one my, one of my sisters speaks like Italian and Spanish and. Um, she speaks some German, and I mean, they all, all of them, my brothers and sisters, work at language. And they, you know, they're either doctors or nurses or accountants. And then there's me, the weird one. (laughs) (laughs) The one printing dragons. (laughs) Yes, the one printing dragons and writing those weird books of hers. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? Readers all over the world are so glad that you do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just feel so lucky, so lucky. And I really hope that other authors realize that, yes, it's a really hard market right now, and it's hard to make a living at it, but people love books. They love yes. the written word, and eventually, this is all you know. Everything it's goes. It's always a cycle. cycle. Yeah, and and eventually, it's gonna work out. And keep writing. Just keep writing. There's so many people out there who need your stories right now. I agree. Well, it, that's that's a great spot to end our chat today. But I I really appreciate all of your time and everyone. Go grab Leopard's Hunt because it is out tomorrow, and it sounds fantastic. And we can be excited that Dark Hope is coming, and I can't wait to get those tarot cards and do a <laughs> reading with them. It'll be so wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Lisa, and. I really hope that um, I've given something to my readers here. I just was talking away. Who knows? What uh, no, I, I think I think you gave them the best part of yourself. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today, Christine. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on Booklights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.